Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Friend of a Friend podcast. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Joining us today is a dear friend of mine and sidekick in many fashionable endeavors, fashion blogger and media mogul, Caroline Dower. In my many years in fashion, one fact has quickly become very clear. Everyone knows Caro. She's a digital personality at the top of her game, with over 2 million followers and brand partnerships with brands like Fendi, Dior, Valentino, Off-White, Adidas, Roger Vivier, Nike, Cartier, and more. She's been covered in publications like Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, InStyle, Refinery29, and is a street-style staple around the world for her chameleon-like style that shows her dressed up like a princess one day and in all-black the next. If her covetable fashion sensibility wasn't enough, her workouts have gone viral. She just released a 14-minute workout that will change your life and kill your abs, I promise, and keeps her travelers wondering where she's going next on her 300 travel days per year. But it's her unwavering sense of self, goofy energy, and down-to-earth mentality that makes her one of the most popular talents on Instagram. In this episode, Caro tells us about her journey from a small village in Germany to having a collaboration with Matt Cosmetics, how she's used social media as a form of self-reflection, and an exciting out-of-the-box next step in her career. Here's my friend, Caro Dower. Hi, I'm so excited to have you on today. This Hello. is the best thing ever. It's a really <laughs> rare occasion that Caroline Dower and I are in the exact same city. That's it happens true. maybe twice a year. Solely. No, it happens more often, but the problem is that we're both quite busy. Caroline travels more than anybody I know. I think it's a lucky occasion when we get to be in the same city. So right now, it's like a very serendipitous. There must be like a new moon or like Mercury's out of retrograde. It has to be this like very, very like spiritual, amazing time for us to be in the same place at once. Okay, so tell us where you're from and where you technically live right now. So I'm from Germany, Hamburg. I always make that joke, hamburgers. By the way, I already want to say that I'm not perfect in English always. I have we some language it. barriers. That's okay. Here and there. That's okay. So just in case you think it's maybe my IQ, it's also both. I'll vouch for Caroline <laughs> and say that she's one of the smartest people I know. So don't worry. It's not oh, both. Just in case. And also, she's I'm not to coming to the, to the point. <laughs> I cannot. Like, guys, please, you, you will remind me, okay? Because I did two podcasts in Germany already and some people were like Caroline it's nice to listen to you but it's like I want to say something but then something else pops in my mind and I'm like oh this 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 and even my teacher in school said like Caroline come to the point and I'm like I need to meditate so basically yeah I'm living in Hamburg Germany I'm traveling like around 320 days a year last year 315 want to remind everybody there are 365 days in a year yeah. So basically I'm 50 days home. And last year I was probably more time in LA than actually home. So could I consider LA as a home? Maybe. I feel like it's my second home. I love LA. I have a lot of friends here, but still my family is in Hamburg. So I consider Hamburg as my home and I love it. It's like super calm, a bit boring, but it's the most beautiful city in Germany, I would say. Come. I know. I will. Can you describe what it is that you do? This is the hardest question. Get to the point, Caroline. <laughs> Pressure's on. I'm kidding. 
you know, if somebody asked me, so what do you do? Like in the first place, I'm like, okay, You're like, Ooh, I need to breathe because it's so hard to define. Because can I say it how I, if you would ask me and we just met how I would yeah. say Hi, it? Yeah, Caroline, I'm Liv. What do you do for a living? Okay, let me start from the beginning, okay? Because it's really hard to actually describe. I actually studied business and I never planned to be in that field of like fashion. I actually wanted to study acting. I was in theater, but then my family kind of forced me to do something to have a good base. So I studied business. While I studied business, somehow Instagram appeared and I downloaded this cute little app and I got some followers on there. I think it's because I posted like my life, my personality, my fashion favorites. I don't know how to say that. And a lot of fitness too. Over the time, I started to work with brands, collaborate with brands still. I mean, I worked as a model. I work, like I would say, even as a consultant for brands. I work as, I don't know this word. I can't use Just it. Influence. <laughs> Just say it. I hate it so much. I don't like this word in general. Not like for anybody. Not Air even your that grievances. I, <laughs> I don't know. Let it out. This is a therapy session. Do you know how many people I have had on this podcast? And like, that, starting to cry. No, no literally, maybe half of my podcast episodes have been about people talking about their issue with being depicted as an influencer. But so you're in a safe space. Let's talk about it. So because sometimes people are like, oh, why don't you like that term? And then, wait, but I still need to finish my other story. Okay. Promise? Yeah. No, because I feel like it doesn't describe anything. Like influencer just means in a way that you influence something or somebody in a way. And this could be anybody. I feel like just because you have a reach on social media, does it mean that you're like an influencer? It can be so much more. It can be you can be a producer, director, creative director, anything else. And I feel like it's really like, to be honest, this word has such a bad connotation. And honestly, if somebody would come to me and say like, I'm like asking that person, what are you doing? I'm an influencer. Nobody would say that who's actually like in the fashion industry, like well known or has a great network. Because also I think this is a big part of that whole industry that you have to build basically your brand. And I feel like this is what I did over the past, let's say three or four years that I not only worked on my network, who I know in the industry and which brands I'm working with, it also came naturally, but also with a lot of discipline because I don't like that somebody saying like, oh yeah, I planned to meet this person and this and everything is super fake in a way. You know, if like socialize or you go into a room and you're like, okay, who's the most important person? I love to meet people like organically and casually and just be interested in the person itself, just being curious about what they're doing, how their energy is. And I feel like I go a lot with energy and obviously also with a business mind. But I also like the word entrepreneur because in the yeah. way we're like, we're all entrepreneurs. I also see you as an entrepreneur. It's just the only problem is when you cannot really like even say it. That's already then maybe I need to work on that. You're that's pretty close. I think that influencer, if you think about it, influencer, the word was built so that people could quantify it people on Instagram in some way. But in my mind, it's like even if somebody has like 20 followers... Like anybody, my grandma can be an influencer of influence. Exactly. Like anybody can be of influence to me if they have a perspective and opinion and force me to think about my life in a different way. I think that's where I see validity in the term. But yes, being called one feels so wrong sometimes. Okay. Caroline just handed me her phone. 
Wow. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't you're say you're ready for this one. I am a 21st century woman conducting my digital enterprise according to instinct and a solid business plan. <laughs> Isn't that I good? Actually, I like it. I actually would like you to so unpack. Eloquent. Yeah. I would like you to unpack that for us a little bit. Like, so you went to business school. How did that affect your career trajectory today? Because I didn't go to business school and I genuinely think that I would have a very different business model today. I think the business school might have helped me, but also I think either you have like a business mind in your personality. I mean, people talk about that a lot with like an entrepreneurial spirit. When people go to like entrepreneurial school or whatever it is, it's like, do you think that it's something that can be taught or do you think it's something that you have like instinctually in you? Probably you can work on it. But I think, to be honest, like even in my school and with the other students I was with, some of them were like super good. They had like the best grades, but I didn't see that entrepreneur in them. You know, I didn't see that, oh, I'm doing something new or I want to like, you know, that spirit. And I feel like, you know, their dream is maybe to work in a big company and like do something else. But I feel like either you have it in your spirit or not so much. What was the most important thing that you took away from business school when you went to go start your own business? That's a good question. To be honest, I mean, it was torture, <laughs> that business school. But to be honest, it was also because it was like a super tough one. I literally studied so much. Like it was super hard to get into. And I was with the smartest people. And I was just with like a group of the smartest guys. And we always like learned together in, in the library. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Easy, easy. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Can you uh, explain that again? Because I'm like a hustler and a hard worker. And I was always like that, even in school. We have this awards. We give it awards at the graduation. Yeah. Superlatives. For example, I got the one, it's called did a lot and... Overachiever? Yeah, like an achiever, but also did something for it. I think I really work a lot. Literally, my dad would like come into my room at night and be like, can you just sleep? Can you stop working? When the listeners hear that, they're like, oh my God, another one like this. I still have to do some progress all the time. And I think we all need to improve each other. Joe and I were actually talking about it this morning. Joe Holder, for those who don't know, we were talking about all the things that we wish we could go back to school for right now. And that school is wasted on the years where you don't actually need it or want it the most. Like, I wish right now I could go back to school for a million different things. There are so many Tell things that I want to learn. Like, well, one business school, I would 100% take like a business finance course. I think it's so crazy that like in America, we're not taught to do our own taxes when we're in high school. And like, then we're just thrown out into the like, whole big world and somehow yeah, learn that's have to exactly learn how the to feeling do it. I like I don't understand how it's not absolutely mandatory but to be honest I feel like still the whole I mean I can only talk about Germany but Texas is so difficult and weird and there are so many like little holes and you can do this and this and this why is there not like just a law which is like fair for everybody. And it's like, okay, this amount, you know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, you should do your company there. And then you should do this and this. And I'm just like, why is it not just fair for everybody? Yeah. Like there's a system that makes sense. Yeah. And people just, because honestly, sometimes I feel like I do mistakes without knowing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? What it's would you like, go back to school for? Uh, I actually liked school. Um, I liked it too. I would fake give myself But are you talking kid. about school or college both if there was like I liked school much more than college because school was like a group of people and you were like right. a small group and you had like 
You know, right. it was like you were like a team. And the college, you know, honestly, in Germany, we don't have like in the school I was in the university, we didn't have to be there. So just we had to come for the exam in the end. And I was literally one of the 20 people who came. <laughs> and I was Overachiever, like, let me tell you. No, no, you. no, but wait. And then when the first accent came, there were like 500 people. I'm like, where are all these people coming from? The problem is that I never really got the vibe of like how a college really is. And right. this is kind of sad. So I wish, I would love to go to a college where you really have like, you know, the energy, the like, studying together right. and all of that. I love groups. I'm such a people person. It's insane. I never met. <laughs> She's like trying to hold my hand from across the table. Tell us a little bit about how you initially got into fashion after business school. Not after business school. Like during, like okay, I was- During business school. I was literally studying business. I always loved fashion. My mom is, loves fashion as well. We always had the Vogue at home. She always proudly talks about like, I bought the first Vogue when I was 24 years old and then forever. I think I grew up like with a mom who has like a great sense for style. And then, yeah, I obviously always loved it, stole her stuff and also posted it. I'm like, oh, can I like grab this Prada bag and like post a picture? And I still remember the first pictures I posted on Instagram. Well, the speedy bag <laughs> with a pink top in front of a Tiffany store. I could not tell you the first thing I posted on Instagram. It's amazing that you remember no, but that. I No, but I was literally checking and because somebody asked me. And the second one was like, I love to cook always. I baked muffins in hard shape for my mom for Mother's Day. And Aww. there was like a picture and like, so no, while I was like studying, I like I can remember still, before I went to university, I would always take a picture of my outfit in front of our white wall, in front of our house. And I asked my mom to do it. And then like this just like started and then I did a lot of fitness too. And I think a lot of people are interested in like, okay, what exercise do you do and all of that. And then also a lot of like networking and always posting and be one of the first ones doing that. And I can still remember the first time, 2015, January, I was at Berlin Fashion Week, can remember. And I had to share a room with somebody. I still remember how impressed I was. I was always in that bird perspective. And I saw everything like, I'm like an observer. I feel like, and I'm still doing all of that. So I feel like I still, because sometimes people are like, how can you actually like absorb everything? Do you yes, say yeah, absorb, absorb everything and don't get overwhelmed? But I feel like because I'm still like seeing everything in a bird perspective and I mm -hmm. also see how people change, how people like act. And I think I never changed from the beginning. Never, you haven't changed one bit. I hope so. Tell me. No, if you so. haven't changed one bit. There's <laughs> an American term called wallflower. And I feel like you are that, but you're like a sparkly wallflower. What? A wallflower is somebody like who is the observer. Like you're always in the room. You're always paying attention to what everybody else is doing, but you're not affected by it. You're always like true to yourself. You're always there, but you're not. I would say I'm true to myself and I don't try yeah. to act cool, be cool. If somebody sure. gives me like bad Wall energy. flowers are not meant to like shine. You shine. So maybe that's a bad way. But like I get what you mean when you say like the bird perspective where it's like. And I think that's there. so important because a lot of people, I feel like lose that at one point or even don't have it from the beginning or just like they are thrown into that. Because sometimes people are like, oh, wow, you're just there now. In the beginning, it was not like that. I can remember the first time I was in Paris for Fashion Week. I was not invited to one show. I was basically going to one showroom. I can remember when I was walking by a big show, but I didn't know the show was there. But I was walking by and I saw like all the street style photographers. And I can remember how they were literally like, 
you know, taking pictures. And then, and it was like, whew. That's actually my favorite story. One yeah. of my favorite stories that you tell all the time. Because people... Yes, this, honestly, look, I'm still remembering that how of that course. feeling was for me. I was like, whoa. I've been in the room so many times when people who admire Caroline ask her how she got her start. And that's the one story she always tells. And I admire it so much because... Number one, those situations outside of shows are really scary. Like, I think they're terrifying. But to, like, be someone that is so excited about the fashion industry and that wants to get into it and is just willing to be like, fuck it. Like, I'm not invited to this show, but I'm going to go get the attention of these photographers. No, but I was not even when I passed by. I was just walking by probably with a Starbucks in my hand and, like, a snack bag or something ridiculous. Or, like, even on a scooter. Like, not cool at all. But... I don't know. I just, I saw how cruel the fashion industry can be. But I also feel like there's a change and you can also just be kind and cool and relaxed. And, you know, I feel like we're all during Fashion Week really sensitive. And I think it's hard to describe how it actually is to people who never like did it. Because sometimes people even ask me, oh, can I come with you to one show and come by? and Or can I come one day with you? I think nobody wants to come with me for one day. They, like, I will die, they will die, everybody will die. No, but it sounds so ridiculous to say that, you know? Yes. I also think that term like, oh, I'm going to Fashion Week. Everybody's like, oh, you're going to Fashion Week. Have fun. You know, it's like, it sounds so, I don't know. Like, I don't like when the fashion industry gets the stamp of being like, not really, help me. Serious. Yeah, serious yeah. or like something. Or like a real industry. Yeah, so like if, yeah. like sometimes they're like, how was vacation? I'm like, <laughs> right. vacation? That one month during Fashion Week, I literally don't sleep. I sleep like three yeah. or four hours a night. What do you and think that is? Like, why do you think people feel the need to diminish the fashion industry? You know, if like, for example, your friend is working in the bank and they're like, oh, you work in fashion. <laughs> you know, they give you like a, you know, the cute look like, <laughs> You know, then I'm thinking like, okay, so I work with real people. I work, it's a business, but it's hard to describe. But in a bank, you work with money of other people. Like, why does it make you more serious in a way? I don't, I think we still need to work on that connotation. But I think it's also because a lot of people who actually are like deep and have like a voice, but they're also unfortunately, and that's also, I think, why there's such a negative connotation about that word influencer, that there's a lot of people that are maybe not doing it the right way or maybe, yeah, not... Representing it well. Representing it well. And this is the same fashion, but also, like, let's say influencer, because it's, yeah, I think not a lot of people are actually, like, authentic and are actually working, like, in the real fashion industry. Because I think if... Instagram would be deleted tomorrow. I think we both would still have our network. We still would work. We still would have something to say. And I think it's our platform and we use it as our, I would say, journal. But in the end, it's just a part. When I think about it, when sometimes I like, you know, your grandma is like asking you, okay, so what are you doing? Like, and then are you posting a picture every day? This is it? You know, like, it's like literally... What I'm doing on that app is literally, I would say, like 5 or 10%. Everything else is like building your brand, planning, new ideas, organizing, emails, calls, meetings, creative work, or like so many other things. Taxes. Taxes. <laughs> you know, all of that, which comes together. And like what you put out there 
is yeah, it's like ten percent. But I think yeah, sometimes Instagram right. is not it feels raw very enough. contrived. It feels really like obviously we want to show us how we look pretty. We always want to show us when it was a cool photo shoot or you know a cool video or. But I think it's so important to make it more raw and make it more like flawless show our good sides bad sides like both you know the show that life is not always like the rainbow right you do a Um, good job of that though I try but but I have to say like on stories yes but when I look at my pictures it's also really like obviously you show yourself in a good place but it's sometimes hard to balance between like okay I have that job with a brand who obviously likes nice pretty content but on the other side I would say 80% is personal my stuff and then how I am my personality and maybe 20% or even less is actually collaborations but also I have to say all my collaborations all my clients partners are really what I love and what I feel like I'm so so proud and happy that I'm actually able to work with them when somebody would tell me oh you work with Prada or Fendi in Three years, I would say like, I don't think so. In my village town in Germany still. And look at her now. Still living at home. And front row at Prada. Now let's take a break to hear from one of our partners, my Teresa. It's about to be fashion month, which means I'm about to go on the road and see all the new collections. But one I really have my eye on that's available to shop today is St. Laurent's Spring-Summer 2020 Runway Collection. It's been exclusively pre-launched on one of my favorite fashion retailers, my Teresa, on their women's wear homepage and on their newly launched menswear category today. This collection is particularly special because it's St. Laurent's first-ever gender-neutral collection. Created by Anthony Vaccarello, this collection comprises four looks that blur the lines between masculinity and femininity. You'll find beautiful double-breasted blazers in shades of black and white, skinny leather and jacquard pants, tank tops, and silk shirts inspired by a free spirit and the Parisian nonchalance. Shop the whole collection, available now exclusively on MyTeresa.com. And now, back to the show. So Caroline and I were in Aspen in November and just had a really, really amazing experience of just being able to like disconnect, be in nature, work out, which is Caroline's like number one love in life um, and be with some amazing people. And it was really, really great. And Caroline's like real self came out during those three days. I was so happy. We were in the mountains. It was like 30 degrees. It was cold. We were working out. And, you know, like I complain sometimes. I'm like, okay, I'm freezing. This is so hard. Like Joe was working us out and Caroline's like, this is my dream. And I'm just like, we're doing like a TRX band off like a a tree in the middle of the mountains. And I'm like sweating and I'm hot and I'm like ripping layers off and I'm like slipping in the snow. And Caroline's like, I'm living my best life. I literally said this probably 20 times a day. It's so crazy. It was literally my favorite trip. But so when did... And I fell in love with Kirsty and Joe. You know that I never really... Joe, I never met him before. Welcome to my life. And Kirsty, <laughs> they're the best. But wait, I so, literally text with her every day. Caroline's body is like genetic dreams, and hey, she works really hard. I work really. Got a great bod. No, say yeah. I you got know. a great body. Accept it. She also works her ass off, and she just released two workout videos: a seven-minute one, a fourteen-minute one. But for some reason, maybe I wasn't paying attention before. But you I, didn't come and train with me. You know, I oh my God, tried she's to outing me on my I, own <laughs> podcast right now. This is I tried. In these days in Aspen, I was like. It's we literally over- seven minutes or 14 minutes. Just come with me. And she was like, Caroline, I take a bath. I need one hour break from you. Bye. And I was like, sit me we had by already myself done, in the corner. I swear, I swear. We were already doing these workouts with Joe. It was like two hours of working out. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. She's super, super skilled. We get back to the hotel and I'm like, I need a bath. And she's like, I'm going to the gym. And I'm just like, 
get me out of here. Like, need, but in I the end, it's know. just seven minutes. It is just seven minutes. But you know what? My goal for 2020 is to be more like Caroline. That's the goal. But so I would love to know a little bit about like your workout history, because I guess I'm like late to the game, just noticing how fit and like driven you are and motivated. And it's like very inspiring to see. And I I was always like that. I know you played soccer and tennis. I just learned these things. But I think, to be honest, I was a little bit shy in the beginning. For sure. That's why we didn't know. No, just telling or showing that because even myself, when somebody, when I see on others, like, oh my God, I worked out again and again and again. Sometimes you get annoyed by that, you know? And I think I can reflect myself a little bit sometimes but I was just afraid that when I showed too much how I work out and all of that that people get like annoyed and they're like oh my god like we know you know and even sometimes now I'm sometimes I'm not posting it right because I sometimes hear from my friends they're like oh my god I literally I'm on my fucking couch I join myself and then I see like you working out three times a day okay, like that's their shut own up. In, that's their own insecurity that's not fair but that's yeah. something that I really really think is a big issue on Instagram today that I don't think people are realizing is like the underlying thing where it's like there's so much criticism on in the internet today people are like hating on you for living your best life and being healthy and showing it but like we internalize that and it makes us insecure, but really it's their own insecurity of them not being able to get off the couch and work out themselves. It drives me nuts. But I have to say also, like, you know, I feel like you need to tell people, okay, that's my passion. Yes. It's personal and 100%. I love it, but you don't have to do it. You yes. know, like it's whatever makes you happy. And I know that I also exaggerate sometimes and I'm in general if I love something I always exaggerate I also know that sometimes I need somebody who's like okay Caroline calm down in a lot of different ways like I need to like find a balance but I was always super sporty I started with three years with tennis played soccer athletics ballet hip-hop you know my hip-hop skills phenomenal nothing but I was always super active I am hyperactive I have too much energy I don't know maybe it's a I don't know what it is I would love to talk about this. Caroline right. is the most energetic person I know. Caroline never gets tired. She always wants to do something. She doesn't like being alone. She works out like six times a day and is completely unfazed. And I just wonder, do you think that has to do with the amount that you were like active in your like younger life, like all the workouts? I think, to be honest, maybe I fell off a chair or something when I was a kid or I don't know. No, but honestly, I think it's just my genetics. And yeah, I think just it's just are. me. Yeah. Because you know how many times people are like, you are okay with like three hours sleep for a month. Like what's wrong with you? And then, people are, and then people are like, oh, but maybe because you just you're like two years younger than me. But to be honest, I was even in school, even in school, like when people were like at 8 a.m. like in school, like, oh my God, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm not. She's but ready to go. Sometimes I wish I would be tired. To be honest, I wish. Yeah. That's a question I've been wanting to ask you is for someone who's always very lighthearted, energetic and happy. What does a bad day look like for you? Hmm. No people, not no people around because sometimes I can be alone, but not so long. Yeah, really like a short time. Like five Um, minutes, short time. Five minutes. No, but okay. Can I tell you what like a good day is? And then I can. Yeah, of uh, course. It's easier because. Like a good day would be like sleeping, but without an alarm. But then you wake up at 8 a.m. and you're fine. 
And then like working out. But to be honest, which is like when we talk about healthy lifestyle and all of that, I think like there's a balance because I think, for example, I'm not that kind of person who's like working out, then I have a juice, then I have a broccoli. And then I, you know, like I would say like the perfect lifestyle would be. So I'm really like, I love sweets. I love this. I don't sleep enough. You know, all of that. I think it's like, this is how I am and I accept it. And I think that's what everybody should like do. Okay. I don't like to work out that much, maybe like two times a week. I eat healthier or like, you know, I think this is this was not the question you, you wanted. Sorry. I'm going to make you um, give me the answer. I just like to, you know, meet my friends, have meetings. I love business meetings because it's, it's just like I love to use my brain. I love to do emails sometimes, which is really weird. I love to be by the beach. I love to hang out with the right people when you actually forget the time. And you know, that's sometimes really rare, you know, that yes. when you're like, wow, actually like the last six hours, this is like for me the perfect day. I think the worst day is probably being stuck in an airport, which happens to me a lot of times. People are rude. People like not like are not smiling, don't talk to each other. I just, I feel like I'm an energy ball. And if somebody gives me good energy, I'm like super happy. Yeah. But if somebody gives me bad energy, I also, I can be really sensitive sometimes. And I put it on me. I'm like, oh, does this person like me? Or, you know, I get really like affected. Even today, this morning, there was somebody in the queue, like rude to me. And I like took it and then not mean, but my really close friend, you know, I said something like, oh, like a little bit like, oh, da, da, you know, like right in that. You absorbed of, the bad energy. Yeah, I absorbed the bad yeah. energy and I put it out on somebody else. And it, this is actually not fair, but I'm, that's sometimes the problem of like being really sensitive yes, and emotional. And then and you also give all of your energy to the world. You have such high energy that you're giving your good energy to people all the time that I would understand why you're sensitive. But I think sometimes I'm really like productive and I love to be productive. And also sometimes when you know how it is sometimes everything is going wrong. You know, the Uber driver takes the wrong way and then this happens and then you forgot something and then, you know, everything is going the wrong yeah. way. And then you get really like stressed. I can also be stressed, Definitely. you know? Definitely. So it's really like, I literally know when I say something in that moment, I know already, oh, did I say that too stressed or was it too stressed? But I think people that know me well know that nothing I say in a stressed moment or whatever that I never mean anything That's true. bad. Yeah. You're very self-aware. I hope so. I'm just like right. a people person and it makes me happy in the end. And I think sometimes also I have like some friends who don't do it. Like they're just like, oh, I stay at home. I stay at home. I stay at home. And I think sometimes it's also important to have somebody who's like, come on, let's do it. Let's just do it. Right. And I think it's a balance. I think that's why it's good that I have some friends who are like, okay, calm down. Let's chill today. And then my hand's raised to me. Five. Because I'm like a homebody sometimes. And I think, you know, if it makes you happy, it's good. And I think I should do that more often. But yeah, I think it's a balance. And I, I think everybody has anxiety. I think social media might be also like a problem sometimes. But I don't like how always people talk so bad about Instagram and social media and say like, oh my God, this is bad and anxiety. And I feel like pressured and all of that. I think try to flip your mind and see it as an opportunity and see it as like, wow, we actually met through Instagram. We did. Like, I would say I have so many friends yes. who I met through that social media and even people 
who just use it like for fun or private, they can meet people or they can like see other cultures. They like see it as a platform to to show yourself, your personality, to engage, to... You ha don't have to follow certain people who, when you feel like, oh, this person gives me anxiety or like I start to compare myself and it doesn't make me happy. I feel like it's a lot of self-reflection and I know it's hard for a lot of people, also for myself. And I probably sound like somebody who's like, oh yeah, I can always reflect myself. I also have that sometimes, the, the anxiety and that I compare myself and I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough because I think we all have that, especially also us in that industry who Definitely. see our colleagues doing this and this and everybody's doing their own brand and this and we just see ourselves like, oh my God, am I doing this right? Or, you know, all of that. So, but I feel like it's really like finding the real values in life, which are, to be honest, health, family and friends and your own happiness in a way. And you should be really aware, okay, what makes me happy and what doesn't make me happy? I always say like, don't put so much importance on Instagram. Exactly. And it's like, it, I don't take like, don't, honestly, yeah. try not to take it too seriously. And I also like, I really like what you just said about using it as a mirror for you to understand what works for you and what doesn't work for you. It's like, I feel like I've learned so much about myself based on what triggers me on what I see on social media, like what bothers me or what makes me feel insecure or self-conscious. Exactly. And it's like, if those are the things that you're identifying, remove them from your life. Yeah, you can you can just decide who you want to follow and who you don't want to follow. And I think it's sometimes hard. Yeah. You know how we have like some people, we always go and like see, oh, what are they doing? You know? Everybody but has think, that, whether it's think, on Instagram or in real life. But I have so many, yeah. I have so many people that inspire me. Or for example, Alyssa. Every time I watch her story, it like makes me happy. She's so me cute. Too. She's so you cute. too. Or like Joe, Kirsty, you know, like all these people who actually also I consider as my friends. It's like so nice to see what they're doing. And to be honest, sometimes I'm even like, oh, what is Liv up to? Okay, let's see. It's just like I compared sometimes with a series or show, you know, Netflix, how you actually sympathize with a person. You want to see what they're doing. You want to, I don't know, want to engage with each other. And I, to be honest, I'm so happy with like my followers or my Yeah. My community, because they're so sweet. Like every time, for example, oh, I'm in Japan. Can you tell me your hotspots? And they're literally giving me all these tips. And I'm like, wow, they actually take their own time to tell me. And I think that's such a like crazy thing. And I'm so happy to connect with people around the world that, for example, now just yesterday, I asked for like, oh, is there any like photographer Or like creative person and I met with somebody just super random, just like on, on Instagram. And you can just meet people from around the world and be open. And that also has so much to do with like the energy that you put out. You put out a positive energy so your followers are going to give it back. Yeah, I hope so. I hope this will never change. I think I'm just myself. And even sometimes when people, you know, when they're doing like a Instagram story and they're like, oh, is it okay when I post that? I think we should not too much think about that. Right. I agree with you. To just like, you know, everybody has a bad day or they're like, oh, do I look tired? I'm like, even if you look tired, we all look tired. To some extent. Yeah. You know, and even, you know, I think in my Instagram, I told this story. I'm like, oh, great. Like my draw was like, oh, you look so tired today. Great. I'm like, here we go. Know, here we go. Start the day. Caroline's notoriously known for being as successful and being goofy and ugly. <laughs> Stop. Oh. There are no mean words on this Oops. podcast. A goofy? Caroline is notoriously known for being extremely successful, badass entrepreneur, and never having an agent or a manager once. Tell us about that. To I, be honest, I, I have somebody now who's helping with like some projects. Right. 
But still, I feel like because I started everything myself, it feels like it's my baby and right. it's me. And in the end, it's so hard to give it away. And I build so many relationships, like personally, that I'm like, I don't know, it's so hard to give it over. But I think at some point it might be the time. But I think it's really like personal and you have to trust that person 100%. And Definitely. the person needs to know you because the problem is if you start to have a manager... And the person asks you, oh, do you want to do this and this and this the way and how you want to do that? In that time, the person is asking me, I can also just talk directly yeah, to the brand. Yourself. Because, I mean, I already limited so like to the brands I really love. And I think it's just like about limiting and do your own brand in the end and like start to focus on more long-term projects, more long-term relationships. And I'm trying to do that. And yeah, there are many like different projects I'm planning right now. Touching on how much you travel, 300 plus days a year is insane. How do you find home in all the places that you're traveling? Hmm. Honestly, I try to have a routine, kind of. You know, and I feel like routine workouts you do gives you a routine, which already helps. I try to be in places or try to connect places. Like, for example, I was in Aspen and I wouldn't fly back for only like two days back and forth. So I'm now like in L.A. for like a couple of days. And You're I have strategic a lot of friends about here. it. Yeah. Yeah. I try to, you know, put it together. And like now I have meetings here. I have acting classes. And I think I have so many friends in different parts of the world. So it kind of feels in a lot of places like home, and but I still like to experience new places. Like Aspen, for example, felt like home because, for example, you were there. That's nice. That's a nice way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Home is where your friends are. I get that. This might sound weird, but I, I'm between LA and New York. And I think that when people are like, oh, you're bi-coastal. It's so cool. People don't actually realize what goes into that, it, what it means to like live a couple of weeks in one place, a couple of weeks in another, the strains that that puts on your personal relationships. Already, that's been something that I've like analyzed in myself being in LA for just a month. And I really have been thinking about you a lot because I'm like, how does she maintain these strong relationships with friends around the world when she's always on the go? I think, you know, you have like a couple of really close friends and family. I mean, like I'm so close to my family. It's not even funny anymore. No, we love kidding. Caroline's mom <laughs> content on Instagram. He, she's the best. She was actually my screen now at like I think we don't want to no. we're going to not talk about what is on Caroline's home screen now I have to tell you it's a graphic of a cartoon and their pair of knees elbowed in like bowed in with a circle on the knees so that she doesn't cross her legs when she's sitting down because apparently it no causes... I have no I have knee problems I can't run at the moment okay so she has knee problems but so it's a reminder to not cross her knees but it looks a little funny <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should change it again. Your phone's for you. Do what you need. My phone screen says go away so that I get off my phone. But does it really help? No. <laughs> right. But it, no. Looks, it looks quite cool. Thanks. Yeah. So I think I really try to maintain these relationships, but it's hard sometimes, obviously. But even now here, you know, I'm really close with the Storm family and, you know, around the world. I mean, I have like a really close friend in Berlin, one really close in Paris. And I always text with them, FaceTime and that's also the great thing about the technology. And yeah. I feel like also really connected. And like, I do mean, you ever feel lonely? Sometimes, yes. The five minutes I'm not with you. It's only five minutes. I mean, I feel sometimes, you know, like these airport moments when you have like to fly 20 hours somewhere. 
But I still also enjoy it sometimes. I listen to podcasts or, you know, I have to work and I'm quite happy at the moment or actually… Caroline's very happy if you guys didn't notice by this podcast already. No, but I like see life as an opportunity to just make the best out of it. I think you should not always overthink a million times. And I think there are so many problems in the world. And I think I'm super lucky and privileged. And I think probably sometimes I cannot really put myself in those situations. But I'm just like, how much I can I try to give that good energy I receive from others and I'm lucky enough to have to give. Yeah. What's your best tip for meeting new people? Literally, even today I was at Soho House, like, you know, in, in downtown, literally sitting next to somebody and she looked so great. And I was like, you look like a painting. She looked amazing. And I was like, wow, you look amazing. And she was like, oh, thank you. And then we started to talk. But it, it's so sometimes so random. I'm just like super open. And I, even when I'm in a place and I don't know anybody, give me one day and, <laughs> and I'm friends with the, the whole hotel. 100%. 100%. I don't know. I'm just like, but it's not like that I'm interested in anything specific about that person or because I want to get something out of that person. It's because I'm just curious. I just, yeah, like, I was going to say, you're I'm a just very interested, instinctually just, curious person. Yeah. Yeah. I just love to know other cultures and people and everything. What's been your favorite place and culture that you've experienced? It's so hard because I love LA. I love the place. I you feel don't like, love the culture here. I've heard you complain a million times. Ooh, I'm probably no, but, a lot of LA people listening. Like, no, I actually sometimes I love about. Yeah. No, I can I tell you now. I can tell you what I love about LA, and I love about LA that people are really like you know they have a healthy lifestyle. Definitely. They, they, it's a chill vibe. It's really natural. People are like actually quite nice and make you a compliment. And it's like you know, I mean. What do you have to complain about if it's like always 25 degrees Celsius? <laughs> I don't know, in Fahrenheit? 70 something. Um, and it's always like nice and sunny. But I don't like the flakiness of the LA people, how they always try to have a million options open and people don't text you back. And you're like, you ask a million times, okay, let me know now. Just tell me yes or no. Can you meet tonight or not? Yes or no, but don't leave it open because I feel like so many people here leave everything open. Yes. And then whatever they feel Myself at that moment. I do that all the time. And I think the problem is if you plan your own day, you just want to know, okay, yeah. yes and no. But even if you might can do something or just tell me that, just say, oh, I'm now at home and I, I feel just like I don't know yet what I'm doing. But then I know, okay, this is the vibe and this is what I know. But I feel like a lot of people say like, oh, yeah, let's have lunch tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. Like people just say something without actually meaning it. And I don't like that because my word is like... Yeah, it's true. It's like... You and I, it's funny. When I get to LA, I just have a little bit more of a like... I think LA is a little bit more of like a lazy mentality. But it's when not I'm, lazy mentality. It's, it's like... A, you think it's flaky. It's flaky. Yeah. And that's a I word I learned here, and I really yeah. hate it. Right. And I literally, if you get really excited about something and you really are excited to see that friend, to go to that restaurant at that place, and you planned that and you actually had to say no to other things or plans, whatever. And then like half an hour before, they're like, oh, I can make it. I'm in traffic or whatever the reason is. Then you're like, oh, like. Cool. Yeah. Like, and but that's, that's flaky. But that's, that's flaky in every city. But by guys, the way. that's the problem about this is the circle, and people just become like that as well. Because I see it also my a lot of my friends from other cities or like from Europe, they are like that as well. And probably I'm changing 
to that as well because you leave options open just in case that person maybe flakes on you. So you have another option already ready. But then you're going to flake so on that bad. person. Exactly. But that's the person. So it's like a circle. Yeah. And I think there's it's so important to be reliable. And I'm so reliable. If I'm telling that I'm there, then I'm 100% there. And for example, if I can't make it because of a reason, I'm just honest. And I think it's just about honesty and yeah, and being reliable and just... Even if you don't know yet, I would say like, oh, sorry, I don't know yet. But I also don't like if people say, oh, yeah, I'm 100% there. And then they're not there. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's annoying. Yeah. It, but that's LA. That's very LA. I grew up here. I know. When I heard the first time flaky, I was like, what is You're flaky? Like, like cornflakes? Can I eat it? <laughs> <laughs> no? And then she discovered the definition and she was like, this is the feeling I've it, been feeling for so long. Yeah, and honestly, the first it's time. LA flaky syndrome. I was so disappointed all the time. And to be honest, Changing to that mentality yeah. makes you like the same, which is actually bad, but you are not disappointed all the time. But so now Caroline's spending a lot of time in LA because she wants to transition into acting. I mean, I always loved it. It was my dream when, since I'm like a kid. What excites you about that? I just love to like slip into other characters and yeah. I love to like express myself and have challenges in life. And I and feel I like there's such a correlation between that and fashion with like getting dressed up and putting on a persona and going out that it probably feels natural to you. But I feel like, honestly, when I'm doing this, like, you know, going out and I'm still myself, I'm the goofy person who's like jumping on a lime in front of Vogue uh, street style photographers and, <laughs> and I'm the clown of, you know what, Nicholas from my corset. He was like, Caroline. Shout out Nicholas. We miss I you. I love you so much. We love you He's so much. He's the funniest <laughs> guy on earth. He was like, Caroline, you made Goofy a Chanel bag. And I thought that was so funny. It's true. Nicholas, I'm going to steal that. I'm sorry. I love you. Isn't it? I, yeah. I, because he was like, everybody wants to be Goofy now. It's true. You made Goofy a Chanel bag. And I was like, this was so funny. And Ca I was like, Nicholas oh. needs to be a copywriter. No, Nicholas has to have his own show. Yeah, he's so funny. He's like James Corden. We love James Corden on this show. I love James Corden. But so I'm where obsessed. are you in the process of working towards being an actress? Is that what you would love to do next? If I would have the opportunity and if somebody would see something in me, I would love to do that. I mean, I take already acting classes now for three years and I even did theater before. And I think acting is also something, obviously it's a lot of work and it's literally like, you know, you have to do these classes. And I also have to do accent reduction classes and all of that what I still need to do. But I think it's also something that comes like naturally with you. I think that you, you know, when you're like confident in front of the camera and you feel like you can be yourself and you don't overthink stuff and you really like, you know, like for example, yesterday I had a movement class. We would like scream around and be monkeys and stuff like this, you know, you where you're just literally like, I don't want to see myself doing this right now. I'm not ashamed of anything. Can yeah. you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally, you can like tell me what to do. I'm like, who am I? That makes the best actors and actresses. I mean, I, I just love it. And I I just see how I always, like, if I go to an acting class and I feel like pressured or, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, I'm like stressed or whatever. Honestly, every time I go out of an acting class, I'm like, this was so good. And I feel like so connected with myself. I would love to just have like a real opportunity or like a movie or serious show, whatever, to actually show that. And also not to like show myself because I got in Germany some offers like, oh, we want to have this blogger girl, whatever, you know, but I 
don't want to do exactly what people actually put you in the box in and think yeah. like, oh, that's how you are. You're blonde, you love fashion and you're sweet. <laughs> you know, I exactly want to not show that and be the opposite. I would shave my head and like, I don't know, do be like a drug addict or something or like something completely different. Not that I want to be completely different, but I want to have like a challenge and I want to show that there is actually more about that than just being myself and yeah so being the stereotype that this people I hate in. stereotypes yeah. and boxes I really need to focus on that and I need to focus okay do I want to do more acting so I need to maybe move to LA or London or I need to find a place where I can build a routine and I can build more my yeah my own life right now I'm traveling so much that it's so hard but I think I really need to tell myself and calm down and yeah. focus. I think it's really hard when you are stuck in that day-to-day routine. It's hard to see the bigger picture. Exactly. And I've really actively this year like tried to tell myself in order to gain something new, you have to shed something old. So that for me was like saying no to a lot of things and making time and space for the things that I want to be doing or things that I want to be doing in the future. Exactly. And it's a really hard internal process you have to go through where it's like shedding something that might feel like a part of your like everyday life and might feel really important. But it's so rewarding in the end when you manifest what you want by putting yourself like in the uncomfortable position to be able to see yourself there and be there. But you know what the problem is? I feel like sometimes when I'm like, oh, maybe this opportunity or going there or whatever is like, I don't need to do that. And but sometimes I thought that and I did right. that. I did that in the end. And then it was such a big rewarding maybe meeting or day or like something amazing came out of it and why it's so hard to sometimes feel like oh do I do that or that so decisions are the hardest for me the hardest decisions oh I'm read my horoscope Pisces don't like decisions nope what's your start thing? I'm an Aquarius ah, what makes you the most <laughs> probably insecure about your career if somebody puts me in a box in that box of being like the cute girl who's just posting a picture a day and that's it and there's nothing more and no layers if somebody sees me in that way I'm getting like insecure and I get really like offended in a way same I get really defensive me too yeah and then sometimes when people are like, oh, if you get defensive now, that means like there is something. And I'm like, yeah, there is something. Yeah, of course. There's <laughs> like deep-rooted in insecurities and I, of people judging me. I hate judgment. Yeah. It's so, hard. Um, in the beginning, it was really, really hard for me. But, you know, even, you know, you sit at dinners. I like, I know what people think of me and I really get that feeling easily. And I still remember when I was sitting like at a really big dinner, important dinner, and I was surrounded by like super important people like let's say older generations and like super important and I was like and I felt how they probably thought like oh my god this blonde chick or whatever I don't know is sitting here like "Mm, what is she doing she's probably just like you know a model or whatever and I got that feeling and they were also I felt they were not super interested in talking with me but somehow (laughs) they didn't get rid of me and I was we actually ended up in a great conversation and now I'm like so close with those people. And I know so many from the industry who actually respect me. And this respect actually, yeah, it makes you feel good and it gives you more more energy, you know? Yeah. And I feel like over time, also the fashion industry is in the end quite small. I feel yeah, like right small. now I know already 80%, 90% yeah, of it's them. It's true. Everybody so, really knows each other. So I feel like at some point, either like 
hopefully they respect you if you could meet them in person. I think it's all about meeting people in 100%, person. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And I think that I... Caroline's an energy person. And I, yeah, and yeah. I think to I be think honest... It's all about the energy. And I think, to be honest, I, I'm super happy with the amazing people I get to know in that industry. And it's not only always about like, oh, who's the most important person? Like, it's a mixture. Like some, some of the super important people can be super like mean yeah. and bad. But then I don't bother to have like too much contact with them. Yeah. But if if somebody is super like successful and big in that fashion world and is even nice and kind, I'm even more impressed. And I'm yeah. like, wow, this person actually likes me. <laughs> like when Pia Paolo, the designer from Valentino, still knows my name. Sometimes I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm blushing. I'm like, oh my God, how can you know my name? This is like a dream. You I know? Totally. I think it's really easy today for people to look at someone and, I mean, and associate with them with their Instagram, like based on what they've seen. I'm actively trying, like when I meet people in person to like get to know people on a completely fresh slate. Exactly. It's like if I follow you on Instagram, okay, cool. I respect your work. I respect what you post. I understand that by following you on Instagram, I am subscribing to your life. But when I meet you in person, I want to like put that aside and give you the opportunity to tell me what you did yesterday on your own without me being like, I know. No, wait. Like, I also I want those like genuine connections to be separate from the digital world. Exactly. And I also, I hate when people say like, the first question they ask is not, what's your name? The first question is, what do you do? And they like want already check, oh, could you be important for me? You know, like, right. Dee, 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 dee. right. Um, and I think it's just amazing sometimes ending up in a conversation, not knowing what that person is actually doing, just being curious about, you know, yeah. About their personality, their life, like what their hobbies are, whatever. And I think it's so nice if somebody's not first place asking, what are you doing? I think, I don't know, sometimes obviously it's like interesting, but in the end, I think it's also nice to just like say, do you like still water or sparkling water? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a sparkling water person, 100%. What's one thing that you wish people knew more about you? I feel like I'm so transparent. It's true. What is something you don't? What would you say? You know me quite well. What is something people don't know so much on the outside? I mean, I feel like people think, even if I would see my Instagram, I would probably think, oh, she's like a fashion girl. Hmm. And if you would not see my stories, like, I think I don't take myself seriously. It's but true. I think I'm showing that on my stories. And I yeah. think I'm, I mean, acting, I also don't show too much that I'm doing that. I'm in Skype classes. And I think it's also a balance between like, oh, I'm doing that. But also not like too much like, oh, my God, I'm doing this and this and this. And I'm trying to balance it out, which is yeah. sometimes hard because I really do work a lot. And I but I also don't want to complain. Right. I think this whole thing in our industry is like, OK, how do I show that is so much discipline and it's so much work, pressure and everything. But on the other side, it's such a privilege and we have so many things that are amazing. It's like, how do you be real and, and straddle you, the line? Yeah, how do yeah. you? And then sometimes you complain about things. They're actually like first world problems, you know, but it's also like, should it's I say life. it now or not? Or right. Yeah. But I'm just like some, I'm just taking it easy. And if I like, for example, if I would do something wrong, I'm like the first one was saying like, oops, sorry. Right. It's true. It's true. You're very, very open about apologizing, which I think is really important. I think and apologizing is yeah. important. What's one piece of advice you would give someone who wants to enter the fashion industry? Now, this is so cliche, but it's really about being yourself. Don't look too much to the right and left and do your own thing. But like, I mean, you can obviously get inspired. You can ask for help. 
you can also like, you know, but the right people. I think sometimes, you know, for example, I love to help. And if somebody asks me for an advice, I'm also doing it. And I love that world altruism. Did we talk about that? Altruism is yes. my favorite word since okay. I'm like in eighth grade. Okay. I didn't know if she, you just learned the English version no, of it. No, no, no. It's in German. It's altruismus. So it's basically super similar. Okay. But I can remember the first time in when I was yeah in eighth grade, it was in biology class. It was about the birds. I still remember how I was sitting in that class and I just heard that word. And it was it, now it's like super like planted in my in my head. And I have to remind me all the time because sometimes we're like, Oh, why did I this? For, why did I do this for this person? And I don't even like get anything back. But I think we should not think like that. I think we should just give, and don't always want something in return. You know, just to like give and help should make you internally happy, and it does for me. And I just think this is something we all need to learn and to improve all the time because it's also a process. Like if you always give, 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 and and everybody's just like taking everything for granted it's also it's it can be hard but i think to be happy giving is like one of the best things i think that's true that's definitely true it's hard though because i think fashion has this like veil of like seeming really like cool all the time and like nobody asks for help but like but then there's me and you're true to that and i think that that actually is like a really really valuable piece of advice to give people because it doesn't need to be this thing where you're alone and trying to figure it out and trying to look cool and trying to fit in. It's just like every other industry. And I think that it's important that people focus on building a community around them where they feel supported and also feel like it's okay to ask for help and be a little bit vulnerable. And for me, it's so, honestly, it's so crazy when I think about that. Actually, when people come to me and say like, oh my God, I love what you're doing. I love, and they're like, I don't know, shy and I'm getting shy too because I'm like, wow, like I have like the coolest followers who just like are super fashionable and sometimes they look cooler than I do. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I need a picture with you, not the other way around. <laughs> but I think it's like, I feel so like happy about it because I, even in school I was like, not problems, but I feel like girls can be so mean. They were like so mean and I had like, I had like my one best friend and we were both playing soccer. And then I was mostly with guys. Because girls, like, for example, they I would say something in school and they would be like, I think Caroline said the wrong thing, you know, really mean. And I even wanted to switch schools, actually. That's why I'm now actually even, I'm even more happy about how girls actually, like, support each other. And if a girl comes to me and it's like, oh, my God, you motivate me so much. You're so nice. You're cool. And how this positive energy makes you so happy. And sometimes I'm like, literally have to pinch myself that this is actually me. Because sometimes I'm thinking like, okay, I will just wake up from a dream. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.